Now it's time to talk about everything dogs, cats, and other domestic animals. This is Animal Talk. Here's Dr. Dan Lang on the Big 550 KTRS. Hello and welcome to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. I'm Connor McCarthy with Dr. Dan Lang with me as always here on New Year's Eve. A couple holiday shows back to back, Christmas Eve last week, New Year's Eve this week. Uh, how was your holidays, Dr. Lang? Uh, how has this week been? This is kind of the week everyone does no no work, although I assume you still have to do some chores. <laughs> uh, how, is, yep. how, how was your holidays? Well, I think the animals even had a little gratitude this this week. I don't know well, what, what exactly it was. Maybe the horses were wagging their tail or snorted a little differently, but they mm-hmm. they seemed to have some pr- appreciation for getting up at six in the morning and cleaning their poop. Well, so. they knew it was the holidays. I think. I think and that they, was probably they realized a, yep. uh, that you were putting in a little extra effort here, uh, put getting some overtime. Uh, any plans for tonight, uh, New Year's Eve? No, when you get up at six in the morning oh, and right. getting older, it gets a little harder to stay past midnight. Sure, and, sure. And my cynicism—I know a lot of people have heard this—that oh, tomorrow I'll have the same problems I had today. So well, it's, not, tr- it's not that much of a happy. New it year. is. Uh, it's <laughs> just true in some ways. I know it's, it's nice to be optimistic yes. and look forward to a good year, and I hope that's the case for everybody. I, I hope so <laughs> as well. Uh, Going into the new year, everyone always makes some resolu- uh, resolutions, New Year's resolutions, although I think people always give them up most <laughs> of the time. So why don't uh, we talk about some things, some some New Year's resolutions for for pet owners or prospective pet owners even. Uh, and if you want to join in on the conversation, the phone lines are open 314-831-5877 or you can text into the text line 84126. We're here to take any questions or comments you might have. New Year's resolutions, though, Dr. Lang. Well, I want to say that it's easier to do resolutions for your pet than it is for yourself. Well, you know, if you're going to die at a yes. pet, it, it's easier to withhold the food from them than us. So it's, I just want to put this, instead of people getting all worked up about resolutions, it is easier for your pets. And I'm going to name off a number you and I are going to talk about. And I want people just to pick one. I don't want to overwhelm them and say they have to follow through with mm-hmm. everything. Just set, as we talk, just pick set one. Set goals you right. can reach. Right, right? exactly. You, you, know, you can see <laughs> some things. I mean, you'll be amazed about how easy it is to follow through on a diet when it's not for you. Uh, it's for someone else. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's read through some of them. Well, you know, before we got on air, you and I talked about I know everybody listened to us, but we do not recommend having pets during the holiday season sure hey, you, well you you were on these airwaves i was a very of adamant and i know people listening follow through with what we tell them mm-hmm. and so i just want everybody to know in case you don't that starting tuesday will be the beginning of the non-holiday season so it's officially okay so officially again. at midnight now i like the rescue groups but they may not be open you know after midnight it may be the following day but seriously I would like people, if they're somewhat looking in to get a pet, go visit the rescue groups first and mm-hmm. just see what they have. You may not find anything, but as I'd mentioned before the holidays, a lot of the groups are just overflowed with animals. It's what you, you mentioned this, uh, I think, pretty much every show leading up to the holidays, but just how yep. many pets get, uh, you know, they, they give, they think they're going to give a gift uh, as a pet as a gift. It doesn't work out. They right. end up right back in the shelter. And they really get overcrowded during this period of time. Yep. So it it seems to me that 
I mean, if if you wanted a pet right now, right, this is the this is the time to do it. Yep. Right after the holidays. And maybe some of the kids are out of school a little bit longer, but I think it's more fun. Like when you used to get your Christmas tree, the family would go together and have cut the mm-hmm. tree down. They'd all sure. pick one tree, and I think it's more fun, especially for the kids, if they can all kind of have a decision, of a vote in their They're decision process. In the process. Right, right. Yeah. Because they are going to have the pet for a long time. And if they feel like they've kind of had some energy put into that, I think it'll make the bond even mm-hmm. even better. Well, with, they're going to take. Animals, they're going to so. do all the work for it. Well, right? at least that's the what, first week. But that's you what know, they always say. Or maybe it'll go two weeks now because they yeah. did have some right. vote for it. Yeah. So if you wanted a pet, now so you got the green light. You can go ahead and get one. Uh, although, unless, I mean, I assume for birthdays it's the same problem for the holidays, right? Uh, so not if it's not if it's someone's birthday. But well, if, you know, buy the collar or whatever to give. That's the part of the birthday yeah, gift right. to give them the idea. But I would wait till after. Or if you want to surprise a couple days, maybe take son or daughter to to the rescue group. Sure. Doesn't have to exactly be officially on the on the birthday. Sure. All right. What else do we have here? Well, I've talked quite a bit, and again, a lot of this is just to summarize. You and I started getting together at the end of March, so the last nine months we've talked on different topics. And today, not only are they resolutions. But they're kind of a summary. It's kind of, of some a, a look back on the year. That's exactly it. And so one I've always tried to push is to make sure your dogs and cats, for the most part, are on flea and heartworm prevention. And we do usually recommend year-round. Well, I know when it gets 20 below, it's kind of hard to talk people into getting preventions because, of course, heartworms are through mosquito bites. And fleas aren't going to be around or ticks with the cold weather. Mm-hmm. But the mild weather we've had... To me, it's even more of an incentive just to keep going and buy the prevention and just keep doing year-round. Because a lot of times we have good intentions. We stop in January, we'll say that we're going to go on in in the spring. Well, spring turns to be June or July. And again, when it gets above 50 degrees, mosquitoes can come out, and that's getting to be a little bit late. And the one thing I did want to throw in is that you can get some of these preventions online, but I'd like to have you talk. This is part of the resolution, going year-round with the prevention. Talk to your veterinarian, at least get a price from the local veterinarian, who you normally go with, and just see if you've been doing some online comparison just to see if they're in the ballpark. And I just ask that if you're in the ballpark, price-wise, with the local veterinarian, purchase from them, just like they talk about the small like business shopping type local. thing. Right. Now, right. is that is that negotiable in any way if you're talking to the, your local vet, the one you always go to? I'd say a short answer, no, because we have really cut the price down, mm-hmm. so we barely make much profit sure. over with the overhead and that type of thing. But the the online groups, they just sell so much of it, they they can afford to do a little cheaper Shipping price. Bulk, other, right, know. exactly. So, uh, so you, you obviously recommend getting this all year round, but as you said. When the weather gets cold, there's not really any mosquitoes out. I mean, is it the case that it, you know it's a pinch and you can't, you know, you for, you lost it or you couldn't get it this month? If you didn't do it in January, is that the worst thing in the world or no? Well, if you had to lose it, this would be a good time of year to lose it right. or forget where the prevention was or you know, mom put it somewhere and the rest of the family now they're taking over charge of right. the prevention. They don't know where mom or did it. Or you just it. forgot it's to do it. You know, oh, my God. <laughs> right. I, couldn't, I, right. I can't believe we forgot, which is why you always say it's best to just get the, the long-term uh, yep. uh, shot either as well. Right. Uh, and I was going to bring that up, that there is a heartworm injection for dogs. You get one shot. It's good for 12 months, so it's one less 
things. So maybe that would mm-hmm. be the New Year's resolution from the heartworm prevention Yeah, that way point you, of you'd view. never forget about it. Right? Exactly. So. And you get a reminder after a year or a month before. So it's like everything else, you lose lose track. And so mm-hmm. they would remind you to come come in. But anyway, as one of the things that we're talking about, let's try to be more aggressive, being consistent with the prevention, and do talk to your local veterinarian. Okay. So, you know, this is something you've hit on a lot over the past nine months, past year, is just remembering to do this kind of stuff. I mean, uh, heartworm and flea and tick, right? It's, yep. it's, is it, would you, is it the most common problem you see with the dogs? If, you know, or is it, how common is this that you see? Well, the fleas are the, by far the most common thing that we see mm-hmm. because heartworms, if you, if the pet's on the medicine gets bit by a mosquito, that's the only vector you're going to do fine, but fleas are all over the place. If the local raccoons come and visit the backyard, they may be carrying fleas. Fleas jump off, wait some time in the backyard till the dog goes outside to potty, and so it doesn't have to be a direct mm-hmm. animal transmission. So it gets more complicated, but the prevention really helps a, a lot to minimize the occurrence of right. fleas. And have you seen an uptick recent, in recent years? Are people getting better about this? Are they Are they doing the resolutions? Are they following through? Well, when you're old like myself, in the good old days, we had dips or flea collars. You very much appreciate doing a pill or a topical once a month or the heartworm injection once a year. So so did those really work, the collars? they still Don't they still sell the they collars? They do have one collar, and it does work. I, don't, I can't explain why, why they work works. now for <laughs> eight months yeah. at a time versus the ones before just weren't very effective. It was probably the insecticide or chemical oh, that they used. Sure. It's you know it's safer and lasts lasts longer. Okay. So okay. Uh, so so try to be aggressive on that. Type I've always of thing. wondered, and and that's really just is that really just for dogs, or should your cat also have some some heartworm and flea and tick uh, prevention? Well, you know, people say my cat never goes outside, but sometimes the front door is left open by little Johnny, mm-hmm. and uh, cat gets outside. Maybe it's for five or ten minutes, but it may happen periodically, and again. Cats have a much lower incidence of getting heartworms compared to dogs, but if they get bit by the mosquito, they can't contract mm-hmm. it. So, What about fleas? Do they get fleas? They definitely do. Okay. And we can bring fleas in. So sure. when the weather sure. permitting, yeah. you know, if we mechanically bring fleas in, I don't care if your pets, if your dog just uses a litter box or a, a, a potty pad yeah. inside, it's still good There are still ways good for idea. the outside to get inside. You, oh, you I open, love that. Can you I, open the windows. i got to write that one down. Yeah. <laughs> you open the windows. You're coming in and out. It's yep. not like it's a sealed bubble. Exactly. You know, you, there are things that can happen. You should still be vigilant here with Indeed. the cat is what you're saying. Indeed. Okay. So is that the, the number one recommended resolution I on your list? I think that's the – relatively easy to do and i tell people give it the first of each month now again the first is a holiday so if you have to give it the you second the or the second, third the second of each yep month. i'm i'm okay with that but <laughs> seriously if you try to do the first of each month most people have a better idea remembering okay. to do it so you just try to be consistent and that's it's, best it's something ask. you can do it's 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 easier to remember it's not all the time yep it's it fits the definition for resol- for new year's resolution right All right, what's next on the list? Well, the second is fairly close, but I recommend getting your pets in once a year, even if they're young, not just for vaccinations, but just to get a good exam by the veterinarian because sometimes we'll pick up subtle things that you don't notice. You know, unfortunately, we may feel a growth or a mass in the abdomen, 
We may hear fluid in the chest, even if the pet's not breathing or coughing or having any problems. Mm-hmm. Take a temperature. There may be a fever, even though the animal hasn't shown any clinical signs. So, and for you know the hundredth time or more, I've mentioned that we should, for every calendar year, the pet's age six or seven years. So that's like most of us not going to the doctor for six or seven years. So I recommend at least once a year get the animal in, sure get the vaccinations, maybe have a stool check, make sure we don't have any intestinal parasites, get the blood tests. Make sure we're heartworm free, but get in for a mm-hmm. good look over and make sure the veterinarian does, you know, check all the body parts and that type of thing. If you have a geriatric animal dog, I say over six or seven years of age, I would recommend twice a year to, to get in. Oh, even more. Right. I was going to ask if that slowed down, actually. Maybe you could go a year or two. But it's just that they're more predisposed to, because the older dogs are more predisposed to problems. Okay. And at least one of those times, or maybe the older dogs twice, have blood work done, just like a lot of us going to the doctor. It checks the blood sugar, kidney, liver, all that good stuff. And maybe you catch diabetes early if you have a high blood sugar, even if the pet isn't drinking excessive amounts of water. But I think the blood work is is well worth it, and it's really pretty economical mm-hmm. to do. Can you catch it er- diabetes, that is. Can you catch it early in dogs and cats like you can with people? Pre-diabetes, I think is what it's called. You can. And you can kind of... I don't know if exactly, I'm not a, not a doctor myself, but you can kind of reverse it. You can kind of change your lifestyle and, you know, get it before it really catches on. Can you do that in pets as well? You can. Basically, there are special diets that will help in getting the weight off because most animals are, are overweight that develop mm-hmm. diabetes. So if you catch it early, the blood sugar is high. It's not high because of stress or anxiety. It's truly due that that uh, we're not producing enough insulin to keep the blood sugar down. Okay. It, it's it's just can, a lot easier to get it under control. Yep. Change it around. Yep. So once a year, uh, at least, at, at, ideally at twice. least, at least, uh, even for you know younger dogs, you still twice a year is the ideal. Is that what you're saying? For the older pets, if you know middle age mm-hmm. or older, I think it's even more important to get in more frequently and have blood work maybe done a little bit more mm-hmm. more frequently. So when a dog is a or a cat is young, you know, puppy, a kitten. Yep. They're coming in all the time, right? I mean, it feels like a. I think every. You can correct me if I'm wrong. It feels like multiple times in that first year, uh, but then it kind of slows down, and people just stop bringing the the pets in. Sure, what do you think animal. is the reason there? Well, it's just because they're young. They're not going to get any issues or problems, and there's a good chance that is is the case. Mm-hmm. But we usually the last vaccination is given around 14 to 16 weeks of age. And, you know, a year after that, I think the pet needs to get back in for a good look over okay. as a bare, bare minimum. You know, if, if they go to dog parts or they get boarded or groomed, you want to keep up with the kennel cough or bordetella we briefly talked about in the, in the past. Mm-hmm. Sure. So preventative care is probably more important for the younger animals. But, again, as they get older, more likely diseases and problems can develop. So it's good to be aggressive. We're just trying to concentrate more on prevention not waiting like in many years in the past till the animal gets sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'll ask you this for every single one, but in your experience, are people following through on this one? Are they doing this, or has it slowed down, actually? There's less people bringing the Well, during in. the pandemic, it was definitely a problem. You know, who mm-hmm. wants to bring their pet in or sit in the parking lot for two hours because it was just chaos for the, a lot of the animal hospitals or sure, clinics sure. with the way things were. But I think a lot of people are especially health conscious about themselves. I I think that overall there's a pretty good chance. And 
we usually mail out two or three reminders. Often we give them a phone call or a text. Mm-hmm. Told my age there, but the text and just you know if they're going to do it, they'll get enough reminders. Because I realize a year later, oh my gosh, you know who keeps track of all that stuff for driver's yeah, license and, 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 and all you'll that. You'll forget, you know. Did I yep. did I bring them in, a- in April or was right. it June? I couldn't remember right. the month. Right. It, it was about a year ago, but and usually we do it a month to six weeks before they need to come in, so you get a little leeway to mm-hmm. kind of practice your routine, you know, with the kids in school and whatever. Okay, so it seems like a lot so far has been preventative care. Yep. You know, getting the shots, bringing the dogs in, bringing the or dogs or cats, the animals in to the vet, uh, getting the checkup, you know. Is that, you know, it it sounds easy, right? But it's something that you think that people don't do enough. I don't think so. I know, and it's especially difficult with cats. We've talked before on cats that, most people think they don't need any care. They're independent animals. A lot of them are truly just indoors. And so I think the cat owners are especially mm-hmm. bad about that. Okay. But I think it is important. <clears throat> I don't know what else to tell people, but cats hide their signs extremely well. And I think it's they're even actually probably more important than dogs. The dogs, as they get in the middle stages of a disease, they're going to show issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had cats that come in and they die on the exam room table because of the stress. Wow. It, it, things are so bad that just the stress of coming in, being examined, I've had some collapse on the on the table. Wow. So, uh, is it frustrating for to? I feel like, yeah, you, you know, you can only tell so many yep. people so many times. Hey, you should be bringing the 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 animal in once a year. You should be getting the shots once a year. Yep. I mean, you know. And you can only say it so many different ways, right? Right. Uh, so is this something that you've just been hitting? It's just the way it's been always, you know, even back in the day. It's just, you know, I, how do these people yep. not bring the dogs yep. in? Uh, it's frustrating, but I, as I've gotten older, especially more years in practice, I understand the limitations. You know, if you have four kids, they're getting close to college age. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to make your decisions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be you know easy in a, in a way you know hey, well the dog's fine you right. know what, what do you sure. mean we need to bring the dog in He's and some fine. people have that attitude even though maybe you and i don't understand but a lot of people it is a pet mm-hmm. it is an animal sure it's you not know, they don't have a it's not a, the same it's they don't have a close relationship mm-hmm. with it and uh so they just don't think highly of it but it's one of those i try to be patient i've you know read a number of articles that if you tell people each year, I think your pet needs a dentistry, I think we need to do blood work, you know, I just give them the facts and hope they'll follow through. But if not, next time you come in, and, of course, then maybe you start ticking people off. <laughs> oh, my God, I've heard that sermon <laughs> before. I don't want to hear anymore. Right, you know, they may not right. say, say that out loud, but mm-hmm. after a while, maybe they get kind of yeah. irritated They, they might just well. tune you out. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, I'm used to that part well, of it. I, I'm <laughs> sure you are. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Uh, all right, do you have another one for us here before we go to break? <clears throat> well, my... my Favorite one, and my wife told me I had to tell the story that I have a corgi mix called Louie, and almost to the day, each morning at 6 o'clock or 6.30, we go for a mile, mile and a half walk. Oh. And Louie weighed 30 pounds last year, and a couple weeks ago, I, I weighed him, and he's down to 24. So is 30 heavy for a corgi? It is a little heavy, and again, he's he, I think he's kind of beagle and, and corgi, so mm-hmm. that is a little bit heavy. And when I knew that I had to tighten the leash or the collar a couple oh, okay. notches, I knew we were on the right track. It's like the but, belt. Oh. You know, you get the belt on, suddenly you yep. got to go back forward a couple notches. But that was kind of part of the resolution, too, that take your pet for a walk. And I know it's frustrating because Louie, like a lot of dogs, 
oh my gosh, there's so many good smells out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen people out in the New Melly area and they take their Labradors and they walk as fast as possible because how else are we as humans going to get exercise? But I don't think that's fair to the animal. I think they need their mm-hmm. sniffing. So I think you need to be patient and let them sniff on the side a little bit. And Louie being a guy, you know, he's kind of got to mark things. So okay. you just have to kind of let him do his dog stuff. But it really has helped, and I think he does feel a lot better. So so kind of this one is the diet one. This one is the getting them on the diet plan, getting them into shape. Yep, uh, yep. Is that mostly through the activity, do you think, or is it going to be mostly through the food we give them? I think it's a combination of both because we do have more a light food, or light mm-hmm. maintenance-type food, so I think that's helped uh, a little bit. But I can understand when people say, oh, yeah, I don't feed them as much. They're hungry. He's around me all the time. And sure enough, Louie, you know, gets under the kitchen table. And I don't want to name any names, but some people in the family <laughs> who's talking right now yeah, are a little bit yeah. sloppier in their food. And I don't know why Louie sits at my near my lap, but somehow that there's a connection. I, right. I'm still working on why. And I'm that's sure, the, you, you know, you let him clean up, so then you don't have to clean up, right? So that's that's what you do there. <laughs> um, so it's a combination. But it's like people. It's a combination of exercise, but I think the exercise has really helped a lot. And the biggest thing is he just gets so excited. After I clean the horse stalls, he knows what the next step is, and he's right on the driveway where I get him hooked up, and, and we head out for the walk. Okay. So, so in terms of uh, food, is that just a type of food we should be getting? Is it just less food? You know, no more food scraps off the table yep. or when we're cooking. What's the key there? Yeah, the nutrition-wise, there are good diet foods. And that may be one factor. The other thing is I think – most of us, and I include myself, give too many treats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we think, oh, my gosh, if they get five or six potato chips, that's no big deal. But when you're a 10- or 12-pound dog, that is pretty significant. Sure. So our humans think what the amount of snacks we take, eh, I give the same to the animal. And a lot of times that's mm-hmm. that's not, not good. Not so, so I just tell people when you eat yourself, put the dog in another room or outside if, if you can. And just don't – because there's very few of us that can turn those big brown eyes down. I mm-hmm. think animals that learn, they have that certain look. There is no human that I am aware of that can turn <laughs> that look down. So. Right. Uh, now, you've mentioned in the past that uh, the young pets, the uh, the puppies, the kittens, uh, have a higher calorie diet. Does that mean it's okay to give them a little bit more treats there uh, when they're still puppies, or is it not okay? Well, I, I don't think it's a good idea, only that then they get the habit when they're middle-aged and start to put on okay. a, a few pounds. So it's kind of best not to do it all. But, again, we have talked in the past where maybe you do the vegetables. You give them a few carrots. Most yeah, dogs healthier, don't care. Healthier Less snack. calories, something to kind of chew on so they don't swallow. Because a lot of dog treats, you know, they can just engulf it and swallow it. Mm-hmm. They don't even taste it. But if you do the carrots or blueberries, I've read pears you can give. So, you know, just there's a lot of good foods. Something that's a little different for them. Right. Less calories, something to have to kind of chew on. I mean, they think they're in hog heaven. I'm sorry my pigs for saying that but uh, <laughs> but they really think that you know they really don't care in the amount of food so give them okay. give them a table food of a vegetable or fruit well and, the, the pigs eat anything you give them right? oh yeah i mean i never have to worry about that the, you can put anything out there the we got a bunch of pumpkins over the holiday uh thanksgiving halloween and oh they're they're just going crazy wow still yeah okay yeah we have a lot of relatives so that's why <laughs> I just wanted. I didn't know how many pumpkins. Eat. Maybe you live on the pumpkin patch out there. With the, maybe you no, grew some pumpkins. This we year. had a we had a holiday party, and okay. Susie, my wife, asked if they could bring pumpkins. Sure, well, well, give it to just the, give the instead, instead, Yeah, you'll give them to the pigs. Right. That's it. That's always the best best way to do it. Uh, all right, we'll take a quick break here. 
Animal Talk on the Big 550. We're doing New Year's resolutions, kind of a look back on the year on this show. And I'm sure we'll have some other things to talk about. The phone line, 314-831-5877 if you want to call in. Or you can text in, 84126 is the text line. We'll be back in a minute. This is Animal Talk on the Big 550. There's nothing like the aroma of your favorite entree cooking outside on a grill. And there's nothing like the thermal efficiency of a big green egg to slow cook, sear, bake, or smoke that favorite entree. Frank Blair from Schnars Hardware here to tell you we have a big green egg to fit your needs. There are seven sizes of big green eggs, so we're sure to have one that's right for you. We stock every size, from the double extra large to cook for a crowd. That thing is huge and heavy. All the way down to the green egg mini. It's so cute. Perfect for picnics or tailgating. Don't forget to accessorize. We also stock accessories and sauces and rubs to complement any meal. So come to Schnars Hardware and let us help you get grilling with a big green egg. Or go to schnars.com to see what's in stock, find our locations and hours, or to shop online. Grilling's easy when you start at Schnars. Let's talk about your tile floor. Are the high traffic areas darker than the other? Hi, everybody. McGraw-Millhaven here for the Grout Medic. That discoloration is years of dirt and buildup. The Grout Medic will professionally clean and then seal your grout so it's one consistent color again, just like the day you installed it. Their sealer protects for 7 to 10 years, 636-317-8860, or online at groutmedicstl.com. You can even change the color of your grout, groutmedicstl.com. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you're rolling Charmin, don't you stop on the party. Let's just roll it back Ultrasoft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. No better place and no better time to start saving than Neighbors Credit Union. You'll find great rates and flexible terms at Neighbors. You'll also find terrific CD specials. Best of all, your savings are safe, secure, and insured at Neighbors Credit Union, up to $500,000 per individual member. It's super easy to open up account at Neighbors Credit Union. Stop by one of their eight area branches or visit the website, NeighborsCU.org. That's NeighborsCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Additional insurance by ESI. Where is a great time to work on your trees? Hi, I'm Steve with River City Tree Service, your go-to tree service since 2008. Whether you want to trim your trees, need some deadwooding, or you want a tree removed in the stump ground, choose the ISA certified arborist at River City Tree Service in Baldwin. Right now, we're offering a winter special that will save you a lot of money. Call 314-270-8071. That's 314-270-8071. River City Tree Service. This Jennifer and Wendy announcement is brought to you by BetterHelp. I'm Jennifer Blom. And I'm Wendy Weiss. In our family, the holidays are a magical time because of grandchildren watching them open presents, taking us all back to our own childhoods. The holidays are also a time to give yourself a little love, a day of rest, some time to yourself perhaps, or a decision to learn how to navigate life with some positive coping skills. If you've been thinking about starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, 
flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need. Better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash JNW today and you'll get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash JNW. Let's get back to information about dogs, cats, even furry hamsters or gerbils. This is Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS, the Animal Talk of St. Louis. Welcome back to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS with Dr. Dan Lang here, as always. I'm Connor McCarthy, and we've been talking New Year's resolutions on a New Year's Eve show looking back at the year as well and if i could guess the next one dr lang i'm gonna take a guess you didn't tell me during the break this is a real guess we didn't talk at all i'm gonna guess that this one is talking about getting the pets vaccinated for diseases am i right is it on there is it It is okay i i see i i pick up some things here and there from from the show if this has been We've talked about this a few times, and I, I, I've been really surprised to learn how few people actually do this. Get getting you keeping up to date with vaccinations. Maybe you know maybe they do the rabies shot because I think that's the law. law. Yep. Um, but other than that, it, there might not be any other ones that are done uh, for them, which feels uh, I, I couldn't believe that it's something like fifty percent just don't get any vaccinations for their pets. Uh, so this is on the list. It is, and uh, part of it is vaccinations right now kind of have a bad rap. That whether sure. human, I mean, because it's... a lot of a lot of parents for their kids don't feel the kids need it, and the other issue is that a lot of the diseases dogs potentially can get that we vaccinate for, we've been so successful. That's why you're not seeing the disease. But what if people don't have? It's kind of what we call a herd immunity, that if enough dogs, and they say around 70% of dogs are vaccinated for a certain disease, there's a good chance there will not be any epidemic Mm -hmm. that occurs. Sure. And I just think a lot of people, you know, and rightfully so to a certain extent, the pets are just in the backyard, but that they don't think about, well, the pet gets boarded periodically, it goes to the groomer, you know, a couple times each summer, it goes to the you go, you go to the park, yep. you're going on walks, maybe you pass yep. another dog, right? And they kind of, you, you kind of stop and the dogs sniff each other, right? I mean, they're going to contact the other dogs, right? I just don't think people feel that far or, you know, kind of think along that part. But uh, I, I know two or three weeks ago I had talked about maybe vaccines or the rabies. But, you know, two or three hundred years ago, they eventually found out that the rabies is caused by a virus and there was one kid that got bit by a rabid animal, and essentially, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Well, what did they have to lose? But the doctor was able to take the virus or some of the saliva, injected it into the, the kid, and the kid lived. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the happiness of the parents that there was something to prevent this kid from dying? Right. But nowadays, because there's so many vaccines and we rarely see a lot of the diseases, people just don't think we need to... To get it, so it 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 gets frustrating that it's important that seventy percent of dog owners get their pets vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, 
I can't imagine just relying on, well, every, if everyone else does it, but I don't, then I'll be fine. Uh, especially yep. when you hear, um, you know, studies get done, informal studies, kind of when we, when people, we've had people text in and it's like, you know, I'd say about 50%. And that was the number you gave out from your experience seeing people come in with their pets. Yep. I mean, that's not 70%, right? So it's, right. I, I, I can't imagine not doing this. And it's for everybody. Again, that's just my personal thought, but I think especially older people need to get the COVID vaccines. You know, I know there's been a lot of boosters, but I think you're being selfish if mm-hmm. you don't get a booster. Because, again, 70% of people need to be vaccinated for COVID to prevent an epidemic. Sure. And, I mean, wouldn't selfishly even you want to get right. to not get sick? And so yeah. I think everybody needs to kick in, but, I, I, you know, I don't have any good answers and other than trying to be logical mm-hmm. with it. And, of course, maybe there's I have a fair number of pet owners come in. Doc, I just want the rabies shot. And that's that's it because it's required mm-hmm. by law. So that one's required by law. But the rest aren't. Is, and, has there not been a, any push to maybe, you know, is it a can are there some states at least doing this where, you know, they say, well, there's some other serious things we, we ought to put in there as well, that you got to yeah. get this one or no. No. Nope, it's pretty much just, you know, leave it up to people to decide what's what's best for their yeah. pets. So I just try to present the facts like we've kind of done on the radio show and just encourage people to do it. You know, it's, I don't know if it's an analogy, but it's like when you your dog defecates in somebody else's yard, not only is it good manners, but if your dog did have worms, it could be passed to the dog that lives in that house. I mean, so there's a lot of good reasons to do it. I know many years ago, Pets would defecate, you know, in other people's yards or the park, and people didn't think anything to do about it. But I just want them to look at it that if some dog defecated in your yard and that dog had worms, even though your pet may be given a prevention that prevents most worms, it's still a good idea to I mean, prevent. plus it's common courtesy at that right. point, right? right. Um, right. But, I mean, this too, I it, it feels very important. I've asked this for the other ones, but I think I know the answer from the way you kind of talk about it. This does not seem like one that people are doing more nowadays. It seems like they're doing it less, getting all the vaccinations. I think so. I mean, everybody's so busy, and a lot of people do have, you know, if you have three or four cats, it, it can add up financially mm-hmm. to do it, so it, it gets kind of tricky. And I feel bad about this, but when I first started practicing and before then, and even after I was practicing for a while, most people got people in the door saying that their pet needed vaccinations. And now we rely on that unless people are coming in for vaccinations. Or in the past, the vaccines were necessary every year. Now they found out like, some vaccines are good for three years. The pets have immunity for three years, so they mm-hmm. don't have to come in. And so I try to get people in, not just because of the vaccinations, but as important or more important just for a good exam, as we talked 15 or 20 minutes sure. ago. You know, get that pet in, have the doctor give it a good exam, and that's the main reason for coming in. And then the other benefits are potential vaccines, you know, check for parasites and all that we've talked about for a mm-hmm. long time. But maybe the, the doctor will point out, oh, my gosh, these teeth, some of them are so loose they're about ready to fall out. Most of us don't look in their pet's mouth. You know, maybe we notice right. a bad breath, but it's something like that. Or, again, as I mentioned before, maybe we'll feel some little mass or growth. It may not be a t- the tumor, something cancerous, but at least you point it out to the pet owner, and they can measure it or kind of keep an eye on it. So Yeah. Now, I know you'll say all of them, right, but, you know, for which vaccines are important. But if you were going to, you know, give two or three, you know, for the pet owner that may be a skeptical or they don't want to do it, but, you, you know, two or three that you say, you know what, you should really, really get this one. These are the most important ones. 
Well, there's one we call the the canine distemper, and it's actually a five in one. It covers five different diseases. Mm-hmm. So it's just one injection. Okay. And so that is the most important That's the to most. get with the rabies. But again, if you board your pet, you don't want to get kennel cough. I think, I mean, it's my understanding a lot of places won't even take your pet in if they That's don't. Correct. If you can't show that you've gotten the kennel cough shot, right? And in the last 20 years, there's been a couple epidemics of flu, just influenza for dogs. And we started pushing the vaccines for, mm-hmm. for that. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's like you had the, well, is that about a month ago now, that the respiratory yep. disease that they didn't know what was going around? I haven't uh, heard too much change one way or the other. So I, no, I haven't I think either, it's but, under control yeah. or maybe it's too busy with the holiday season. <laughs> maybe after the first year they'll break it up again. Sure, there, sure. There's no other news going yeah. on. Um, so, you know, getting getting the shots, that's important. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, is there another one here that you got on the list? Well, you and I have talked about before a fair amount on pet insurance. Okay. And I think that would be, again, if we have to pick one resolution, let's get pet insurance for our pet. And I had to kind of smile. I think Alex, my stepdaughter, daughter, is heading back to Norfolk, Virginia. And she said she was going to listen. And she had called me a couple months ago. She has a brand-new kitten. And she wanted to know, because I had mentioned to her, get pet insurance. And so I mentioned some brands that I would recommend, and I was just impressed by all the research she did. And I'm going to tease her and say, well, what I recommended she didn't do, but at least she got pet insurance. At and so, least there's that. Right. right. <laughs> uh, and the thing with pet insurance, it's been a while since we talked about it, yep. right? But it's really there's a lot there, right? If you want just to cover the yearly visits like we talked about, uh, there's something there, right, to yep. kind of help with that. Yep. If you only want something that's there in case of emergencies uh if you know the pet needs surgery there's something like that that's out yep. there as well right? there's all kinds of options and it almost can get overwhelming with the different right. different types but yes but i just think you need to look into it this is the new year's resolution do a little research first and then i just you know by the end of february make sure you have a a, mm-hmm. a policy that you've now bought. they could listen to us the the audience out there or they could talk to you dlang71 at uh outlook.com that was nice uh but if they can't if they can't listen or they can't email you who can they go to for advice on this i mean you know people we have you know there's insurance salesmen out there if you needed to to buy some insurance uh do they talk to their vet about this i think that's a good start i don't know if a lot of veterinarians are as gung-ho as i am on pet insurance but eight out of ten times, if a dog tears its knee ligament, it needs surgery by a board-certified surgeon. You're talking three to $4,000. Which a lot of people are, are not going to be able to afford. Especially after the holidays. Mm-hmm. But uh, seriously, any time, and I bet eight out of ten times they tell me, gosh, I wish I'd gotten pet insurance. Right. And, of course, it's too late. Whether human or animal, if it's already occurred, you're not going to be insured for it it seems like it is for all insurance you know most of the time things are good and you're kind of like man i i I didn't need to pay that this month i didn't need this but that's not what it's for it's for the one month out of a hundred where you suddenly do need it and that's where then you're glad you do it then you're glad you have it and i think the insurance companies are very fair you know it's between them you know we don't the doctor the veterinarian does is not involved at all you know we just Mm -hmm. have a copy of the records we give to the insurance company and then they decide on the reimbursement. But it's not, to me, as messy as it is with human insurance. Mm-hmm. Maybe some a lot of people are thinking that, oh, my God, I hate my insurance already. Why would I want to get more negative stuff and have to put up with the dog's insurance? And right. it just isn't 
it isn't that complicated. I think it's a, a much better better deal. Now, this one, you said, I think I can't remember the number you gave, but it was not a lot of people, that, not a majority of people that do this, right? I, I did you say fifteen percent? Yeah, say, I almost want to say five or eight percent. Very low in the United Kingdom for some reason. Fifty percent of the pet owners have it, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the veterinarians tell them, or is their mentality on insurance different? I, I've you know I've tried doing some research on that, but I just can't find out why there's such a difference between right. uh, the Americans and the British on that. I mean, I don't think there's any bigger or better bond. I don't think the British are any stronger, more strongly bond to their pets than than the Americans are. But there's just a big discrepancy between. But so them. it's a small percent here. Is it small? But Bigger than what it used to be? Or I, I think it's getting... Yes. Or at least on the right yep. track with yep. this? Okay. So. I think more people have, you know, with both Ma and Pa working, I think most people have a little extra cash on the side, and so they can afford a few luxuries, mm-hmm. if you want to call pet insurance that. Okay. that. You know, maybe when there's just one person working and that type of thing. Yeah. So, But anyway, that's one of the things I wanted to discuss on uh, the resolution, and I think that would be toward the top. As well, that might really be the number. That it. might be yeah. the number one. Even though we we saved the best uh, for last, at least for this segment, because we'll take another quick break here. Animal talk on the Big Five Fifty KTRS with Dr. Dan Lang. I'm Connor McCarthy. We'll be back in a minute. You help my mom and dad, but here's what's interesting. It's kind of hard to impress my dad, and he said, "Oh <laughs> and we're my best friends." Yeah, but <laughs> he also said, "I cannot believe how knowledgeable Larn is about every aspect of." The real estate market, because you can also help people find the right mortgage lender and yeah. everything else that goes into it. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the crazy part. If you think about, like, what are you a big fan of, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have, like, a sports guy, right, he could tell you every single thing about Mizzou football, right? Or they could tell you every stat of every MLB pitcher. Well, my nerdy obsession is real estate. Mm-hmm. So it is. It, it makes me hyped up, and I get super excited to learn more and more about real estate and when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. Well, you certainly do, and I am impressed every single time we talk. Lauren Risley Realty, 314-775-0684. Experience what I've experienced with my mom and dad, what my friends have experienced. Lauren Risley Realty, 314-775-0684. I'm Farmer Dave, and here's my good friend and owner of Mastercar Zinc, Alex Rosenberger, with today's hot Mastercar Zinc deals. Thanks, Farmer Dave. As usual, we have plenty of Corvettes and muscle cars in stock, but we're also stocked with luxury SUVs, pickups, Jeep Wranglers, and the like. That'll help make winter a little bit more fun. We've also got plenty of pre-owned Harleys in stock. Now is the right time to buy a motorcycle. The discounts are deep and no payments until spring of 2024. We have a finance solution for just about every credit type on motorcycles and cars. We need trade-ins, too. In fact, if you have a very clean, unique, low-mile car or motorcycle you'd like to sell, call or email us. We'll buy it. We'll even buy entire collections. So rev that motor and point your car in the direction of Master Cars, Inc. And buy or sell today. 4100 Namioki Road in Granite City or visit MasterCarsInc.com to get more details. That's MasterCarsInc.com. You've moved before And when it comes time for you to move again, and I know that these are things you probably are not thinking about right now, I'm going to make a recommendation on a mover for you. These people are simply great. 
And just because they have moved the Cardinals every season for like the last 35 doesn't mean they're going to cost you any more than, you know, the guy down the road. Aim Rizek, totally professional. They love moving. They live for moving. I know it sounds crazy, but they invest in people and then they reward those people when they do a good job. That's how great companies are run. And that's the kind of company Aim Rizek is, a United Van Lines company. So whether you're a corporate relocation or you're doing some sort of hospitality installation or you're just moving to another house across the street, around the block, across the state, across the country, or around the world, you can count on A. Marezek. They're there for you all the time. You'll find them online at a-m-r-a-z-e-k.com. Happy holidays, money talkers. On behalf of Midwest Money Company... Cutest Funeral Homes, Miller and Roberts Attorneys at Law, Royal Banks of Missouri, and Sunday Morning's Money Talk Radio, congratulations to all of the Toy for Tots recipients. We wish you a happy, healthy, and giving holiday. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm Bob Hardcastle. Animal Talk returns on the Big 550 KTRS. Here's Dr. Dan Lang. Welcome back to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS on our last show of the year. Dr. Lang, it'll be 2024 next week. So it'll oh, be my our, gosh. It's our last show of the year. It's one of the, we're actually coming down to the last shows of uh, any year on KTRS. So only a few more hours until it is the new year. Uh, and we've been talking about New Year's resolutions. Uh, year in review kind of things we've talked about things we want to you know see going forward and we got through uh most of them but you did have one more yeah i had one more and this is kind of a selfish one but i being a veterinarian for 42 years i just wanted to have people think maybe thank their local veterinarian for what they do when somebody says to me thank you for what you do it often gets my heart fluttering a little bit and it's not Mm -hmm. because i'm having a heart attack but I just think that's a nice way of saying thank you, and maybe you could do a little uh, thank you note. Just take it, send it, mail it to the animal hospital, or drop it off. But I think your veterinarian would appreciate it. You know, most of us have gone to school for eight years. The mortality rate of dogs compared to humans that doctors see, we see five times as many deaths, and that can be very depressing at mm-hmm. times. You know, a lot of times people come in. They don't want to spend any money, but they want a diagnosis on the disease in their dog. And it gets very tricky and very stressful trying to help people out financially, but trying to get an accurate diagnosis for your pet. So Mm -hmm. if you can, get a thank you note off to your veterinarian and uh, just let them show your appreciation for what they do. Or at the very least, show some some appreciation for them. Uh, Because, you know, it is a stressful stressful environment, right? And maybe... You, as the pet owner, were not, uh, you know, your best self when dealing with them when the pet was in there. You always say that, you know, they get really stressed because the pet is sick and maybe you're not exactly your, uh, you know, you're the person you always are most of the time. So after things have passed, you should, you know, show some show some appreciation. So that would be very nice. And I would recommend doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. It is New Year's Eve, Dr. Lang. And. I don't think we could do a show without talking about this, uh, the fireworks that are happening tonight. Now, this is something I'm sure you, I, I guess I always say this, so there must be a lot of topics, but this has to be a topic you talk about 
all the time, right? People ask you, what can I do for my dog? You know, they freak out when there's loud noises, yep. the yep. fireworks especially, you know, and we've talked about it a lot, but I think we can go over it again right here at the end of the show in case someone wants to do something in preparation for tonight for the fireworks. What sh- what What is happening there and what should we do with the loud noise? Well, my bad joke is just call all the neighbors and tell them not to do it. Well, but sure. somehow I just don't think that's going to work out too well, <laughs> especially if they've had a few drinks or yeah. they're really excited about the new year. It's mm-hmm. going to be a little difficult to do. Or if you do, live but... by where, like, the city does it or the county is, you know, yeah. I don't think you can. Yeah, yeah. You, you too can, late for that. You can try to call in and get them to stop, but I don't think they're, they're going to. Um, so what, what can we do? To... Well, a lot of times I just tell people, you know, maybe turn the TV or the radio on or music or something to kind of drown out the, mm-hmm. the sound so they just don't hear it or try to get the dog involved in some game. Or, you know, we've talked about these food trays that you kind of bury the food in the tray. and Kind of like the puzzle tray, right? The right? puzzle. I, you know, those big words again always get me. <laughs> but, yes, if you could do something to kind of occupy the animal, I think that would really help a lot. I don't know at this point if you thought far enough ahead, but, you know, in the past we've talked about giving – anti-anxiety medications, sure. and if you'd have something in your little animal uh, inventory prescription of some sort, certainly is a good time mm-hmm. to go ahead and do that. Most time you have to do it an hour or two before the fireworks. You can assume most people are going to wait till close to midnight, so it makes yeah. it a little bit easier to do it. Because more than just you know them reacting poorly to the noise, right, it stresses them out, right? They don't know what's going on. Yep. They don't know what these noises are. They, yeah, It's not something they can you can explain to them, right? So... It can cause some anxiety, uh, which I assume the medications help with that as well. It kind of helps the whole thing. You know, maybe your dog, you know, doesn't start barking at them, but they can still maybe get stressed out by them, right? Well, a lot of times, you know, we don't, we can't tell when an animal's, I mean, sometimes you can, but a lot Mm -hmm. of times there's no easy way of knowing that they're stressed. Right. But if they're pacing or kind of jumping on your lap when they normally don't do it, if there's a change of behavior, then those are more subtle ways of Mm -hmm. showing it. And so... The medications that we often give to people that may sedate the animal a little bit, that's kind of a side effect. The intention is, just like people, it's for the anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would now be a good we, idea to Can we take them to the basement, or with their hearing, will they just hear it either way? Well, of course, their ears are better than yours yeah. and mine. <laughs> so that's why I kind of thought, well, do you try to drown it out a little bit, that maybe if mm-hmm. the you know TV's on it extra loud or you have the music or something of that, uh, yeah, of that yeah. sort. You can't make it help. too quiet, but maybe right. you can make it louder right. to, to drown it out. Right. Uh, and now the common thing is for dogs. It's always about dogs. Do cats get any? Uh, and, and do they like it? Do they not care? Uh, what's what's that experience with it? They seem to have less of a problem. But again, the way cats hide their signs, I truly believe that they're just as anxious. But it because they may not do anything at all. Maybe they go hide under a blanket or a towel. Sure, and cats and, always go hide under right. you know under a couch, under the bed. So, so we don't think it's you know a horribly different behavior. But it certainly can't hurt to give your cat an anti-anxiety medicine of some sort mm-hmm. because, again, it, but it's hard to talk people into doing, well, I'm not going to give my animal a pill, doesn't need it. And so it, it, maybe, it's keep, one of those. maybe keep your eye open for it this year. You know, if, yep. if they if really try to see if they're acting different, because you said they always hide the symptoms well, but, you know, if there's a change in behavior, right, that might be a that's, sign that that's definitely a sign. That's something else that's there. Maybe, you know, hey, where's where's the cat? It's normally here on the couch and it's Hiding in the basement because uh, yep. it doesn't like the noise. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, next time, Fourth uh, of July, or I'm sure we'll talk about six Memorial months, Day. Yep. Uh, so yep. not even. There's fireworks all the time. So yep. it's always something. Just keep your eyes open. 
get it, your dogs or cats into the vet, get the shots, you know, New Year's resolutions, work on the pet. I'm sure it'll be easier than working on yourself. <laughs> if, you, if you carry anything with you, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. Uh, this has been Animal Talk, the last show of the year of 2023. We'll be back again next week in 2024. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And we hope you'll tune in next year for another great year of Animal Talk. This has been Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. Happy New Year.